Hey, what's up everyone? We are back with another... Hey, what's up everyone? We're back with another installment of What's On Shia's Mind. Today we're going to be discussing the NBA and the offseason moves made. I'm going to talk about each team, predict their overall finish in their conference, the best players on their team, and their off-season moves, and what I would do if I was their GM. So let's take a look first at the Hawks. Um, they added Gorgie Jang and DeLon Wright and Jalen Johnson, the 20th overall pick, and Sharif Cooper, the 48th, and they lost Chris Dunn. Um, Jang, eh, DeLon Wright, Jalen Johnson, I don't know about, I heard good things about Sharif Cooper, but none of these guys to me are movers and shakers. Um, Chris Dunn, also not a mover and shaker, likely a career backup point guard and Bruno Fernando and Tony Snell, um, Snell's solid. I like, he's a good three and D guy, but there's not much there. They basically kept their, their, uh, their roster consistent. I don't know if that's the right move if I'm the Hawks, because you guys got close, you know, you got into the Eastern conference, went to six games with the Bucks who won the, the finals, but still, do you really, you know, want to sort of stay put and maintain the status quo in that scenario? You guys are close to the championship. If I'm them, I try and, you know, package some of my young players, someone like a DeAndre Hunter or whatever, um, you know, maybe a pick or two um, for that player that's going to sort of take me over the edge. Um, someone on the level of, I don't know, John Collins. You know, John Collins, terrific player. Obviously, Trey Young is, is incredible. But beyond that, I mean... They, they're, they're sort of missing, you know, I mean, Clint Capella's solid at center, it's true. Um, but they're missing that, that extra punch. You know, Bogdanovic is nice. I, I'd keep him. But I, just, I still think they need to package one or two solid players and maybe an up-and-coming young player for that next star. That's what I would do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I don't think they, they finished as high as they did last year. I think they're four to six place finish in the in the in the east because you know then they got lucky because the nets had some injuries and um some other teams as well <clears throat> i think that the hawks don't make it to the conference finals i think the best second round um now we go to the celtics celtics i actually really hated their offseason with the exception of adding dennis schroeder Cantor's nice he gets rebounds fine but look at the players they lost i mean you lose kemba walker i get he had a bad year for you guys and all that but He's still better than any of the players you guys gained. And getting him for Al Horford and giving up, I think, a first-round pick, that was just idiotic to me. It made no sense. Um, Kemba's still a great player, and I don't even think he really fully shined on the Celtics. I think he's going to continue to get better. Fournier, they sort of gave up on. Fine. He was really good on the Magic, though. He was like an 18, 20-a-point-a-game player. It's true that no one can score on the Magic, but still. They should have been a little more patient with him. He just came halfway through the season, and yeah, he sucked. He wasn't great, but they could have rode that out and been patient a little bit more. Ojale, fine, not a big loss. Tristan Thompson, not such a big loss besides the rebounding. And Moses Brown, that was like the centerpiece of the, the trade of you know Kemba. I thought that's the guy they were excited about because Horford's like, what, 37? Um, he, was in a, he was a backup. Like he's, he's not even close to a player of Kemba's stature at this point. Um, but Brown, Brown's solid, and he's an up-and-coming player, a rebounder, you know, 
a good shot blocker, but they, they just basically handed him to uh, the Mavericks for Josh Richardson, who's also solid, a good 3-and-D guy, but he, I, I, don't, I don't understand what they were trying to do with the Kemba trade. Um, and if I were, if I were uh, Danny Ainge, I would have packaged some young players for, you know, that star. They really, they really need that, that next star. Otherwise, just not – I mean, Tatum's great, terrific player. Jalen Brown's great, terrific player, but they need, and Robert Williams is very solid, the Time Lord, good good shot blocking, um, good field goal percentage, but at what point are you going to say that, like, and Smart very also very good defensive player, but they, they're, like, also, like, similar to the Hawks, so that one star away from really being good, and um, trading Kemba didn't help. Um, now we're moving on to the Nets, my favorite team. Um, they added Bembry, I actually didn't know that up until now. Um, James Johnson, solid, not great, but solid. Um, Bembry, same thing. Patty Mills, one of the better sharpshooters out there. Um, I'm glad they made the, the, you know, they, they, uh, got him from the Spurs. Um, and Cameron Thomas at 27. If you guys have been watching the summer league, that guy has been a steal. They were on sharp also the, the big center from North Carolina, um, supposedly he's a very good rebounder. That's really good. They need a, they need a really savage rebounder. Javon Carter, I don't know. I probably will see a minute a game if that. Um, Giosa, losing Giosa. Oh, we also signed Blake Griffin, which was nice. Um, you know, he had a renaissance with, uh, you know, once he joined the Nets and he started dunking and he's, people are like, oh shit, he can actually dunk still. Um, but I think he just didn't want to dunk with the Pistons because no one wants to dunk for the Pistons. No one wants to play at all for the Pistons. They're a joke. Um, but Gioza's loss was, eh, he's solid, but he's he's, he's never going to be more than a backup, if that. Jeff Green, a little more hurting because he's a versatile player. He can hit the three. The, a lot of games, he, he, he was a difference maker. He could carry people. Um, when, you know, the Stars weren't hitting, he was, he was, he was a pretty consistent, solid player. Landry Shamit, believe it or not, I was actually decently upset about that. I think he's a great, you know, option off the bench, terrific sharpshooter. And Dinwiddie, of course, that, that hurts a little bit because he was with us through the rebrand, and I felt like it was a little disrespectful to get rid of him. You know, because once he finally made them relevant to have those big free agents, then the Nets were like, okay, bye. But still, you know, I uh, they, they had to get rid of him at some point. There's just there's too many good players, and they weren't going to, you know, pay him the money he wanted. Um, so they trade him to the Wizards. Um, if I'm the Nets, obviously, you know, the Nets GM, obviously I'm, I'm trying to acquire more star, not even stars, but better role players, I guess. But I think they're pretty stacked as is. I don't think they need to make any moves, really. They're going into the season. They're the overall favorite to win the finals. I think they will win the finals next year. But I thought that last year. We'll see what happens. Barring injuries, I think they will. Um, you know, and when you look at that, the, the big three, I mean, James Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, just ridiculous. How do you keep up with that? And and they're very quietly deep as well on the bench. Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, sometimes they play bench, sometimes not, but they, they, they really got guys that can play. Um, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do this year. Now moving on to Charlotte. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Um, Uber... Ubre Jr., that's a good acquisition. I like that. He'll uh, he'll help their team. He's great defense, solid shooter. Um, Plumlee, eh, I guess, maybe a backup to P.J. Washington. Uh, Devontae Graham, 
Not a great loss, but okay. They traded him. Uh, Caleb Martin never really plays. Zeller, sort of same thing. Malik Monk, that was actually uh, a loss that I think might hurt them more than they think, even though he wasn't like always playing. He He's a great shooter from three. I think his percentage is something like 40. And, you know, I think he would have continued to grow as a player. He, he He's not that, you know... He's not that old. He's I think he's still in his 20s and maybe even early to mid-20s, and he's going to continue <clears throat> to improve. I think the, that was not such a smart decision to let him sign with the Lakers. Um, you know, if the uh, if I'm the, the, Pelic, uh, the Hornets GM, my next move is I try and get more young up-and-coming players on my team. Um, I think they have some players that they can package, either first-rounders or maybe P.J. Washington or whatever, um, to, you know, send over to either, I don't know, the Timberwolves if they start sucking, maybe for Towns. or They, they need another good young player to pair with LaMelo, and I think that they'll just continue to get better. I like Gordon Hayward, too. I think he, he did a lot better on the, on the Hornets than uh, the Celtics, and he, he was confident more. He was able to take more shots. He was more of an option with the Hornets, um, and so we'll see. Um, I, I don't think the Hornets finish much higher than sixth, if that. I don't. They're for sure not going to finish higher than fifth in my book, but we'll see. Um, but you know, in terms of their playoffs, maybe they'll make it to the second round, if that, but not much more than that. Um, the Bulls, um, the Bulls, they had an interesting offseason. Uh, they took uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, and they already had a very solid team with uh, Vucevic and, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, Zach Levine. So, I don't know if they, they you know, all those players are going to mesh well together, though. You know, the modern NBA is all about three shooting, and Lonzo has improved his shooting, it's true. I don't know if he's a good, like a really good three-point shooter, but, you know... He's solid. You know, he's a better option than he was in the beginning of his career. DeRozan obviously doesn't shoot threes. Levine, eh. Vucevic, eh. I don't know if you have any star three-point shooters or even really capable three-point shooters on that team. Um, and that might come back to bite them, but we'll see. I mean, it's it's sort of testing the, the idea that, you know, a team that doesn't shoot the three-ball well can still win in the NBA. Um, they traded Marketing. I don't know why the heck they did that. I don't know. You want to play Thaddeus Young. Markkinen's a good shooter. I like Markkinen's game. It's true he's not very strong inside physically, but still a solid player. Um, I think they should have kept him. Tice was also a big loss. He plays very hard. Scrappy player. Good rebounder. Um, Sadoransky, eh, not such a loss. Regular backup point guard. Safe player. Temple, kind of same thing. Thaddeus Young, though. They traded Thaddeus Young. I didn't even know that. Wow. Um... I don't even know who they're going to have as their big men. Not a whole lot of good big men that they have besides Vucevic. Um, the Cavaliers added marketing. That, oh, and in terms of the, the Bulls finish, I think they finish, you know, sort of similar to the Hornets, either fifth or sixth <clears throat> in the finals, the finals uh, in the Eastern Conference. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think they, they, they probably, if I'm the Bulls GM, I need to figure out, what exactly the offense looks like, who's the star. You have a lot of solid players. 
you know, you have DeRozan and you have Levine and you have Vucevic, but who's their number one option when the game's on the line? That's something that they really need to figure out. <clears throat> um, then there's Markkanen. Markkanen, you know, was acquired by the Cavs, um, and I don't like the, the fact that the Cavs acquired him. I think that's dumb. You know, the Cavs already have a lot of big men. You know, they in the draft, they got Evan Mobley, the third overall pick. They already have... Uh, Jared Allen. I like that combination. My question is, where does Markkinen fit in all with all this? Is he going to be a backup? Like they they also have other you know big men as well, and I'm just sort of wondering how everyone's going to mesh together. They they had a little bit too many big men to begin with before Markkinen. I don't know if that's a good move. Um, but you know who knows? Maybe he'll, maybe he'll kill it on the Cavs. I don't think so though. That's not where. That's not where. You know, my uh, my brain is leading me. Um, I think uh, the Cavs might crack the playoffs. If there's a ninth or 10th, maybe even an eighth seed. You know, I don't think they're going to make it past, you know, the seventh. Because at the end of the day, you know, they have some good players. Sexton's good. Uh, Ch- Chetty Osman is solid. You know, you got, of course, the big man that I just mentioned. Um, they have some solid players off the bench, too, but... Uh, Garland as well, I think, is still there. He's a, he's an up and coming player, but at the same time, they don't they don't have anyone that's really good on that team. No one. I'm sorry. Like at Jared Allen isn't that. Mobley isn't that. Sexton isn't that. And Garland isn't that. They're sort of hoping that some of those guys are going to break out and take them to that next level. But for now, they don't have anyone that's you know a star or an all star in my opinion on that team, and. I think, you know, they have a lot of good solid players that can maybe make them, you know, make the playoffs or the play-in round or whatever, but not much more than that. And if I'm the Cavs, I want to package some of those young players to get a star to, you know, to really break out, you know, and be a, a more serious team in the East. Um, then there's the Mavs. The Mavs, they also had a little bit of an interesting offseason because they barely did anything. They lost Richardson and they got Moses Brown and Reggie Bullock. I mean, hello. Who's home in the you know? With, who's home in the in the front office? Cuban should have put more pressure on them because I don't know what the heck they're doing. They also are the type of team where they're like one or two stars away. I think Timmy Timmy Hardaway might be able to be that guy. He really was good in the playoffs. I watched him last year. He's starting to become that third option, you know, but a a, a solid third option. But we'll see what happens. Um, regardless, I think that their bench is a little thin and they, 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 they seem like they're, uh, they're like one or two really solid to solid to good players from being like one of the best teams in the West. Um, we'll see if they make any moves before the deadline, maybe using Brown and a pick and one other young player. That's what I would do if I were them. Um, but for now, I think they finish maybe between fourth and sixth in the West because, Doncic is a, is a savage killer, totally. But I don't know if, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, Porzingis and him play well together. There's been talk about chemistry issues. Um, so I suppose time will tell. Then there's a Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets didn't do much this offseason. They added Jeff Green. Um, they lost JaVale McGee, but that's not much of a loss because it's JaVale McGee. Um, and then, you know, 
I think the biggest addition that they're going to be having, the Denver Nuggets, you know, starting next season, is they're going to have Jamal Murray back, which is huge for them. Porter Jr. is going to continue to develop and grow. That's going to be huge for them. Obviously, Jokic is one of the best in the game. I think he won the MVP last year. Um, And, you know, he's a terrific passing big man, probably the best in the league. And he also is very strong inside, good rebounder, can shoot the three okay. I think that the Denver, you know, the Nuggets are probably going to be one of the best teams in the West. I see them top three finish, maybe top four. Um, You know, obviously all this depends on injuries, but I think that as it is, you know, the the combo of Murray and Jokic is very hard to stop. Throw in Porter Jr.'s continued development. And, you know, I like the addition of Green. I think he'll help them. And I think they'll be one of of the best teams in the West. Um, If I were them, I would maybe package one or two young players in a draft pick. I don't know. I think they're very close to being the best team in the West. Um, You know, and and they they need all the firepower they can get if they meet the Nets in the finals or if they want to beat the Lakers or some of the best teams in the West. Then there's the Pistons. Um... The Pistons uh, didn't do much in free agency. Added trade Lyles. Eh. Kelly Olenek a little better, but still eh. Cade Cunningham, though, in the draft. That was huge for them. He's going to be a franchise changer. I didn't like his uh, summer league that much, but we'll see what happens. You know, he's still young. He's got plenty of time. It's a lot of hype, and uh, and he's supposed to be very good. Uh, apparently, he was like total killer at OSU, you know, Oklahoma State, and you know he should be one of one of the best rookies in the league next season. That's the expectation anyway. And then there's Luca Garza, the other draft pick. I like Luca. I think people are underrating him. You know, in terms of like, oh, his game won't transfer to the NBA. The guy gets buckets. He's been getting buckets for a while in college. I think some of that will transfer. Forget about the speed and everything else. People said that about Luca before he came into the league. Oh, his speed is not that good, but his footwork just killed it. So. I think at the end of the day, Garza is a winner. He's tough. He'll continue to work on his game. It'll be a solid option off the bench. Maybe even more than that. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, I don't think the Pistons are going to go anywhere. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, they don't have anyone even to trade. They just need to continue to suck and get more draft picks. That's what I would do. Um, in fact, I would trade anyone that's good off their team because at this point, you know, you're just tanking for next season. No one in the franchise, I think, actually thinks that they're going to compete next year in a serious way. I mean, come on. Look at their roster. It's garbage. I mean, who's on it? Like, Stanley Johnson? I don't even know. Is he still on it? Like, uh, Sadiq Bey is solid. I like, I mean, I'll like. i give him that. Isaiah Stewart, solid. They got some up-and-coming players where if they continue to develop. They might be a threat in a couple of years. But for now, they're not making the playoffs. Then there's Golden State. Um, they added, uh, you know, Balik, uh, Belija, Balika, I don't even know what it pronounce his name. Igodala, good ad. Uh, I like Balika's game, though. So I remember he's a solid shooter. Igodala, <clears throat> good ad as well. He's a winner, good veteran presence. Um, Otto Porter Jr., good ad, solid player. The draft, though, they killed it. They added Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga as a seventh overall pick. And Kaminga is supposed to be really good. He's a little raw, but his athleticism is supposedly off the charts. He only started playing basketball a couple of years ago because he grew up in the Congo. Um, but that guy is, you know, supposed to be really good and he's only going to get better, like a, a sort of Giannis type of situation where the athleticism, you know, makes him have like crazy potential, but he's still developing his game. So we'll see. Um, 
And, of course, what really, really makes the Warriors good is they have Klay Thompson coming back. We'll see what happens with Wiggins. I don't think he's ever going to be much more than what he is, you know, for the first couple seasons. I mean, he, he did get better on the Timberwolves. I give him that. He had a sort of renaissance where everyone's like, okay, he's done. And then he, like, showed some life. But still, I mean, the guy the guy never became the star and earned the status of number one pick. And I don't think he's going to turn around and become that player over, like, you know, next season, it's just not going to happen. Draymond will be Draymond's solid defense, like one of the best defenders, I think, for big men. And, you know, okay three shooting, although sometimes he has these spurts where he goes like 0 for 20 or whatever. Um, and Jameis Wiseman's solid. I remember he was the number two pick from Duke. Solid player. I think he's going to get a lot better this season for them, um, especially with Thompson back. I think that'll space the floor a little more, and they'll be worrying about the sharpshooters, and I think he'll get a lot more feeds inside from Curry. Um, and if I'm the Warriors, they need a package for uh, a star now. If I'm them, I, I would package Kaminga or maybe Moody, whatever, maybe uh, with a pick or two and, like, another young player and send them for Pascal Siakam to Toronto because Toronto's not going anywhere. And if I'm the Warriors, you need, you just, you need that one star to really hang with, you know, the Nuggets or the Lakers, the Clippers – or the Mavs, you know, I mean, the Mavs I think they keep up with, but you know, like the 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 really strong teams in the West. Uh, then there's Houston. They added Daniel Tice. I don't know what the heck that was. They're not like Tice is a veteran, good veteran role player. The Rockets don't have anyone. They're not doing anything. I mean, yeah, they have Gordon and Eric Gordon, and they have John Wall, but Chris Chris Christian Wood is very solid too. But these guys, everyone knows, these guys aren't like game changers and even though they had a really good draft adding you know Sengun from Turkey and Jalen Green they might make the playoffs 9th 10th seed maybe but the west is much stronger than the east and I don't, I don't even think they make I don't think they make the playoffs um and if I'm if I'm the Rockets I would maybe see how good that team goes for like a couple games and if they start sucking I'm shipping off John Wall I'm shipping off would I don't know how young he is. If he's really young, maybe you keep him and try and develop him. But you have Sengun already who's a center. I would probably get rid of Wood, and uh, I would also see what I can get for Eric Gordon. I think Eric Gordon should be the first to go or, or Wall. Um, and then there's Indiana. Indiana is interesting. They actually have some 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 good players on the team. You got Brogdon, very solid. You got Devonta Sabonis, solid. You got Miles Turner. Pretty solid career so far. You got Karis LeVert, very solid. Uh, they got guys that can play. Uh, you know, and of course, TJ Warren. How can I forget about him? I think the, the Pacers should run with that team. I don't think they should make any trades necessarily. And that's sort of what they did in the in the uh, offseason. They, dra- they drafted Chris Duarte, the 13th overall, and Isaiah Jackson, 22nd. But they are they had a pretty regular offseason, not a whole lot of changes. They got rid of Holiday and Doug McDermott, but eh, they'll survive. Um, then there's the LA. And, oh, and the Pacers, where do they finish? I think they finish hmm, top four, top five, maybe top six. I think they're going to make the playoffs and not be in the playoff, playing around in the East, um, assuming, you know, barring injuries. LA Clippers, um, they added Winslow and Bledsoe. Winslow never became that guy. You know, I think it was a 10th overall pick by the Heat. He never really became a star, but he's solid. Bledsoe, solid as well. Also never really was a star. 
Um, they added a couple draft like late draft picks. No one really good. Beverly, they lost. That might hurt them more than you know. He he's a ferocious defender. Uh, a point, you know, Rondo, solid veteran presence, and still got a little bit of game left. Um, but I don't, I don't know the the Clippers also like. Who who do they even have besides Kawhi and P, MPG? Obviously, those two guys are filthy. They could probably use like uh, I don't know another another star. Zubac is okay, but they they could use another star. Um, then there's the Lakers. They added um, Carmelo, um, which is an interesting call because that guy is like a in my mind a chemistry killer. I guess they're hoping that you know his experience with the Blazers uh, rehabilitated him. Um, and his mentality, playing with others, we'll see. I think you know, obvious. I think he's pretty obvious right now that he's there to shoot the spot up, and we're not talking about that you know long mid range that he loves, which the analytics you know experts hate. I like the adding of Trevor Ariza, bringing him back. I like Baysmore, very solid three and D guy. Um, I, Dwight Howard, okay, fine. You know, he'll get rebounds, be physical inside. Um, my favorite addition, though, of theirs was Malik Monk. I think they, they probably got him for cheap. He shoots a great percentage, terrific spot-up shooter so far, and, um, and I think he'll, he'll really help them. In terms of you know the Russell Westbrook acquisition, I don't know about that. I think they got him for basically nothing because losing you know Caldwell Pope, okay, he's a good spot-up shooter, but whatever. Kuzma never really achieved his potential. I don't think it's about what they lost so much as the fact that Russell Russell's a complicated player. Russell's used to being the man, and LeBron's going to be the man. And I know he says he's okay with it, but if Russell doesn't have the ball in his hand attacking and, and dishing, like, and by the way, he lo- he's kind of a ball hog underrated. I know he got all those assist numbers, but almost always he's the ball-dominant player to an extreme degree. And I think he's going to spread the ball more with the Lakers. But the question is... Is he going to spot-up shoot? Like, the guy is just an awful shooter. Some nights he, he gets it on a little more, but most of the time he's pretty streaky and, and off. And I don't think that, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't. think it's a complicated, you know, fit. And, I, and you see that in, in ESPN, you know, if you looked at the articles, um, you know, when, when they added him. But I don't know. It, it, it could be very nasty with, you know, Russell exploding and dishing to LeBron for dunks and Anthony Davis. I think there's going to be a lot of that, but I think there'll also be some awkward moments, you know, when Russell is trying to be the man and LeBron is telling him what to do, and that could be a problem. Um, then there's, you know, and the Lakers finish, I think, first or second. The worst finish they can have is third. Um and if I were them, I'd probably keep things consistent. I don't. I think they they've made their 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 uh, their move. I don't know how much more they can do at this point. I think uh, I think they're pretty they're pretty set. Then there's Memphis. Um, Memphis made a few different interesting moves. They got Rajon Rondo. Um, I think it to be backup to John Morant, Stephen Adams. You know, instead of Jonas Valchunas, who they traded away. Culver, solid defense, fine, Adam. Uh, Hernan Gomez, okay, big man. Um, but Steven Adams is a tough player. He plays physical, he wants it, he rebounds, he blocks shots. That that, that could be a solid uh, player for them. 
Zier Williams, we'll see. Uh, he didn't have such a great summer league, but I think he'll be uh, he'll be a pretty good player. Um, and they got rid of Grayson Allen, who's a good shooter. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, I think the, their their best addition was Adams, and I think they'll finish in the play-in round in the West. And then there's Miami. Miami uh, added Markeith Morris and PJ Tucker. And Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is huge for them. They also, it doesn't say it here, but they also re-signed Victor Oladipo. He didn't play so well with them in terms of his field goal percentage, but I think he's going to have a much better season next year. He's going to be more adjusted to the way things are done there. And then you're also going to have Kyle Lowry and Butler and Adebayo. And Tucker and Morris are just great options off the bench. Maybe he'll run with one of them and put out a bio at center. That is actually quite a scary lineup. You have Lowry at the point, Oladipo at shooting, you know, Butler at the small forward, Tucker at the power forward, and at a bio at center. Or, you know, or you could switch off Tucker from Morris. That could be a really solid team. Um, getting rid of Drogic, probably the right move. I like Lowry. He's, he's just a better player. Um, and none, none, not such a bad loss. Um, I think the Heat will be a very solid team in the East. They'll finish, um, probably fourth or something, maybe more, but not more than third, but they'll, they'll finish probably fourth or so and between fourth and sixth, I think. Um, then there's the Bucks. The Bucks, um, the Bucks had some, uh, the Bucks basically just kept it consistent after winning the championship. They didn't lose too many players. Tucker was probably their biggest loss. Bryn Forbes, a little bit also, a bit of a loss. But they added George Hill and Rodney Hood. Hood's mostly spot-up shooting. Hill's 3 and D point guard, sort of. Um, he'll back up Aaron Hol- uh, Drew Holiday. Um, and they, they had a... Uh, they mostly just kept things consistent, some tiny changes here and there, and I think they'll be uh, I think they'll be one of the top teams in the East, East next year. Obviously, uh, top three, probably finish second. I'm guessing behind the Nets, um, and I think they're, you know, their GM did everything right. They won the championship. I wouldn't change much if they have a move to get a good player at cheap. And package you know one or two players for him, and you know a first rounder. Then I would, but the only hole they really have is that power forward. I mean, everything else is very solid. Lopez, very good stretch shooter, uh, center. You got you know obviously Giannis probably plays small forward in my mind, or the other forward, and then you got you know Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, and that's just crazy defense. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't. Anything much different than the Bucks GM has already done, and there's the Timberwolves. Um, Timberwolves barely did anything as well. I don't know if that's the right move at all for them. I think they need another star. D'Lo and uh, and Towns are going to continue to get better at playing with each other and overall, but they really need an extra player. Otherwise, I don't see much better than. Sixth round, sixth seed at best, but probably playing round. Um, they might not make the playoffs, but that's also because D'Lo got injured and they had different. I think they, I think they're gonna make the playing round. I think they'll, they'll at least be in the playoff conversation for sure. 
Pelicans as well. I think I think the Pelicans are also going to be in the playing round. Um, maybe they'll get sixth or fifth. Zion's just going to get better. Um, <clears throat> and you know, they're you know they also have Brandon Ingram who can really play. And you know, it, Alexander Walker's getting better. I think they're 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 an up and coming team. They they just uh, you know the loss of Ball didn't help them. The loss of Adams didn't help them. You know Stephen Adams, but adding Valatrinus was a big move. And <clears throat> I think the the Pelicans are also sort of one young player or even one star. Maybe packaging Ingram in a first runner for a real star that could be a, a real move for them. Um, the Knicks the Knicks had a terrific off season. I think they added Walker for basically nothing. Then they got Fournier, who, you know, can only go up for there. They got him for, like, pennies on the dollar. Um, they they lost Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton, and Norville Pell, who I never heard of. Like, whoa, what what losses? And they also added some late first, uh, one late first rounder and a couple mid-second rounders. I think the Knicks are going to be even better next season than they were this 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 uh, this past season. And I think they can finish maybe third or fourth if they're lucky. I don't think they're going to be lower than sixth because, you know, you got a really solid lineup now. You're talking Kemba, Fournier. I would probably start Fournier. You also have R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle and probably Mitchell Robinson in center. Like, that's a very solid team. Yeah, I'd put Fournier in the starting lineup because of his shooting. And then, you know, that would just be a terrific – wow. And they could be actually be really, really competitive next year. The Knicks, um, and they're sort of also maybe one or two good, really good players away from from being a threat. But I don't know if I'm the Knicks, I would uh, I would probably keep things consistent. Maybe see if there's an opportunity at the deadline uh, and package maybe Barrett or a Randall, um, you know, to try and get a, an even better player. Um, OKC, OKC. Their GM is very interesting, Sam Presti. He's been st- stacking up more and more and more draft picks. Um, they they uh, you know they they lost Kemba. They they waived him, but who did they give up for him? Al Horford and uh, freaking uh, what's his name Moses Brown. They also got a, I think a first rounder from the Celtics for that. And they they mostly just drafted players. They got uh, Josh Giddy, the sixth overall pick from Australia. Trey Mann. He's supposed to be pretty good. Um and uh and a couple of other late draft and some dra- late draft picks and Derek Favors from the Jazz, you know how much to lose with that acquisition. Um and I think that the Thunder will con- use this year to continuously develop uh you know Shai Gilala whatever Alexander and um the rest of the the players on their the young players on their team. I don't think they'll be good now, but I think in three or four years it could be real, real threat because of all those draft picks that they've been stockpiling. And if I'm the if I'm the Thunder, I continue to do that. Any player that gets really good who's like you know mid to late twenties, I'd package him and just play the long game. Um, then there's the Magic. Magic had a real steal with Jalen Suggs. He was supposed to be top four in the draft, and then everyone else was supposed to be beyond that. But the Raptors dumbly drafted Scotty Barnes. Now the the Magic have an opportunity um, to uh, you know really really get a player that is you know 
supposed to be a real game changer. And Wagner's also supposed to be really good for Michigan. Yeah, I think he was the brother of Moritz. And Lopez is okay. The Magic aren't going to do anything next year. I think everybody knows that. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, if Jonathan Isaacs comes back and is okay, I trade him. I trade anyone, you know, that isn't, you know, that isn't, you know, part of a long-term plan and just try and get more draft picks, sort of similar to the Thunder. Then there's the 76ers. 76ers got Drummond and George's Niang. Eh, Drummond, solid, very solid for a backup, but I don't imagine he's going to be starting given Joel Embiid. They didn't get rid of Simmons despite all the speculation that they would. I don't know what the heck is going on with Simmons. The guy needs to start shooting a little more. Like, the guy, you know, he would be a real threat if he would actually just score more because at that point, people wouldn't just be backing up and guarding the pass. They'd realize that this guy can shoot and they'd have to guard. And then, you know, the passes could come a lot more easily for him and he could really set people up. But if you know this guy's always passing, like literally always, then, you know, you can guard that a lot more easily. Like, think about all the great passing point guards, whether it's Nash or Kidd, you know, those guys could really shoot. And, you know, most of the time they were, they like to set people up, even Stockton, but they always, they could shoot if they were left open. They're like, okay, give it to me and I'll shoot. Um, Sixers need need to figure out what the heck is going on. They have no shooting on that team. Tobias Harris is probably their best shooter. Well, actually Seth Curry is, but I don't know. I don't know if Seth Curry is the type of player that, you know, late in the late in the playoffs you want shooting every single shot or like, you know, from three. I don't I, I just don't know if that would work out for them long term. Um I think they brought back Danny Green. That was a good decision. He's he's a veteran with playoff experience and even finals experience shooting big threes, but still I think I don't know how well that team meshes together. Embiid is great. I'd keep Embiid and get rid of Simmons if there's any takers, and I would lower my demands to, like, a player of his caliber, maybe a little lower. Um, maybe try and swing a deal for Beal or something. I don't know. Um, and I don't see the Sixers going very far. They'll probably make it a second round, maybe even the conference finals. They're not going to go further than that. But they will probably finish fourth or fifth in the East. Then there's the Suns. The Suns are... The Suns are interesting... Um, because they didn't, they didn't do anything really. Um, yes, they made it to the finals, but they have, they got lucky to a large extent with the injuries and, you know, in the West, I don't think they're going to get this lucky again. I think they're going to, I don't think they make the finals. I don't, I don't even think they make the conference finals. I think they get knocked out second round. Um, if that, and then they'll probably finish fifth or sixth in the, in the, you know, the Western conference, maybe, maybe play in round. Um, maybe fourth if they if they have a good season, but I don't see it. Um, and they, uh, you know, I, Paul is going to get older at some point. Age is going to kick in. I mean, he's what thirty eight now. Like, come on, dude. Um, DeAndre Ayton though is going to make up for that because he's just going to get more and more dominant. The dude's huge, very strong physically. He's going to. He, I think he's going to up his rebounding numbers and scoring inside. Also, his field goal percentage. And, of course, Booker just continues to be a baller. And I like the acquisition of Landry Shaman. I think that'll help them. Um, they didn't lose many players either in the offseason. I think the, the Suns will... Um, I think if the, Sun, the Suns could use uh, maybe a little bit of a better bench, but 
I think I think they're pretty set at the moment. Um, then there's the Blazers. The Blazers have um, they're talk about a team that needs another star. I mean, there's the Blazers. They have some good players after you know uh, after uh, you know Dame Lillard and McCollum, but no one who's a star, not even close. You just have solid to good players like. Nurchich falls into that category. Norman Powell for, falls into that category. Um, but the two best players, obviously, Dame and uh, CJ McCollum. And I think that they need a they need that extra star. So we'll see what happens in in the trade uh, in the trade uh, market or trade deadline. Um, I think the Blazers will finish. You know, usual, not higher than sixth in the West, uh, as usual. They, they're always like a, a, a low, you know, a, a low-ranked playoff team, you know, like a sixth or seventh seed. And if they're lucky, they'll avoid the playing round. And, uh, yeah, if I'm the GM, I'm, I'm going out, I'm getting that extra, that extra star, uh, the third star. So then there's Sacramento. Sacramento... What the heck is going on in Sacramento? They always they're always sucking these years, these last couple of years. I mean, like you look at you know, uh, you look at the the what's his name? Um, Fox. Fox is solid. I think he's good enough to make them a play in round team. You know, in the playoffs, but they're not going to get much farther than that. Bagley's okay. Adding Damian Mitchell. Um, is supposed to be a, he's supposed to be a good player. I think he'll help them from what I've heard about him. But the fact that they're just staying consistent, I don't even know what they should do. Should they tank? Should they whatever? They're, they're fucked either way. I mean, Fox maybe would probably, if they traded him, he'd probably turn out to be a crazy star. The Kings have terrible luck. I don't know what the heck they're doing. Maybe they should move to Vegas. I don't know. Um, then there's the Spurs. Spurs are really done. They're not going to make the playoffs. Adding Zach Collins and Bryn Forbes is not going to move the needle in that direction, nor is McDermott, Thaddeus Young, or Alfrock Aminu. I mean, they got a 12th overall pick in the draft. Maybe it'll be good. Still, though, I mean, they lost DeRozan. They lost uh, Rudy Gay and Trey Lyles and Patty Mills. They got even worse. They weren't exactly a good team last season. Um, I think they're done. I think... Popovich should quit. He doesn't owe them anything anymore. He knows that they're going to be missing the playoffs. I think he should get the heck out of there. Um, and if I'm the if I'm the GM, I just get rid of every single competent player until they get high draft picks and tank as much as possible. And there's the Raptors. Raptors added basically no one good besides Drogic and maybe Scotty Barnes, and they lost Lowry. I think they'll probably be around the same team that they were last year. I don't think they make the playoffs. Um, I think the Raptors should get rid of Siakam. They just should get rid of Van Fleet because they're never going to compete anyway. They're done. Like the the they they're just like they're they're toiling in mediocrity. I think they need to get as much as they can for Siakam and and Van Fleet and build from from the ground up. Um, then there's the Jazz. The Jazz um, the Jazz added uh, Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside and Pashal, who's solid for the Warriors. Um, but they, you know, they didn't they, they didn't really add that many really good players. They lost Favors and Niang. 
I don't think the Jazz are going to be a big a big threat in the West. I think they'll be a, a solid, like one of the better teams in the West, but I don't think they're going to be up there with the Nuggets or the Lakers or the Clippers. I think they're they're, you know, they're going to be the usual, the second round team. If they're really lucky and they're feeling, you know, confident, they'll make it to the conference finals. But not no, nah, come on. They're not going to make the finals. No one, I mean Mitchell's really good and Conley's very solid. Gobert is a monster inside, but I mean, they just don't have the scoring besides Mitchell. I mean, who are you going to rely on? Conley had a good, you know, rebirth last season, but I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm really not seeing it. Um, the Jazz, in terms of their their regular season standings, they'll probably finish fifth, sixth, maybe fourth. Um, not higher than that. Um, and if I'm their GM, I try and I don't know what I would do. I would maybe I would probably just try and get another couple of good players or maybe even a star. Um, then there's Washington. Washington added Dinwiddie. That really made up for the loss of Westbrook. And not only did they, I think Dinwiddie is probably just as good a player as Westbrook. I know that's very controversial because he's not as obvious of a star. But if you look at the numbers, I take Dinwiddie over Westbrook any day. Um, you know, in the last couple of seasons, he he's very quietly a really capable point guard. And then not only that, but they added Montrezl Harrell. Wait, why does it say from? Okay, I'm confused. Oh, from Lakers. I think there's someone put in a mistake. Um, and they got Kyle Kuzma, who uh, whatever they get from him is a bonus. But I I think he could be solid. I think he's going to come back with a vendetta against LeBron. And Caldwell Pope can add some shooting. That just makes him more solid off the bench. They also have the 15th overall pick, Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert. Um, I think they're probably going to keep Beal. <clears throat> it's not what I would do. I would build over with the young guys. But once you get Dinwiddie, you sort of have to go for broke. And at this point, you know, they're all, they're in it to be one of the better teams in the East. On the you know, in terms of like the fifth or sixth seed, maybe they make the playing round. If they, you know, if they have major injuries, but I think they'll, they'll they'll probably be a little bit better than that because of their their depth, and I think Avdia will have a even better season next next uh, season. I think they can he can really help them develop. I think Hachimura will continue to develop. I think they'll they'll be a, they'll be a, a, a solid playoff team. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more of. What's on Shia's mind?